listening to the Liddell Adventist Church Podcast. Today, Pastor Rob Steed investigates how God used Pilate's wife to reveal who Jesus was. Have you ever had a dream that really disturbed you? You know, it sort of woke you up in the middle of the night and you couldn't go back to sleep and you remembered every detail the next day? Maybe you've had a dream that you believe has been a a message from God. A dream that conveyed a message that required action from you. Pontius Pilate's wife had such a dream. And that, uh, that fact is recorded in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 27, verse 19. Sorry, verse, yeah, I think it's verse 19. While Pilate was sitting on the judge's seat, his wife sent him this message. Don't have anything to do with that innocent man, for I have suffered a great deal today in a dream because of him. Pontius Pilate's wife is only mentioned once in scripture and she is unnamed. But her message to her husband is rather significant. We do know from history that uh, her name was, there's a few variations of it, but uh, Procola or Procula, something like that. Pontius uh, Pilate was a Roman prefect in fact, um, which means the governor of Judea, for a 10-year period from uh, AD 26 to 36 under the emperor Tiberius. And of course, as you know, he would preside over the trial of Jesus. According to a tradition, Pilate was an equestrian or a knight. He was appointed prefect of Judea through the intervention of a friend of his, Sejanus, who was a favourite of the emperor Tiberius. It's interesting that it's only not too many years back that down in Caesarea, which is the port township not too far from Jerusalem on the coast, that there where Pilate lived, today they there is an inscription from ancient days in stone, Pontius Pilate. So Pilate was um, sponsored, basically, and protected by Sejanus. Pilate uh, had a bit of a problem in that he tended to get offside with the people that he was meant to be governing, the Jews. And once his sponsor fell out of favour with the emperor, Pontius Pilate became quite vulnerable politically. And the Jews knew this about him. And so they pressed him for a trial against Jesus. (coughs) Pilate, uh, throughout his uh, career, would uh, be exposed to much criticism He, um, on one occasion, 
He attacked the Samaritans on, uh, at Mount Gerizim. And he was ordered back to Rome to stand trial for cruelty and oppression, and uh, particularly on the charge that he had executed men without trial. And according to Eusebius, Eusebius, I think it is, Eusebius is one of the earliest Christian historians. He claims that Pilate actually killed himself on the orders of the emperor. How do we judge Pilate? Well, we have both the New Testament story, but we also have the record of the rather famous Roman Jewish historian Josephus. Both uh, Scripture and Josephus describe Pontius Pilate in similar ways. They picture him as a headstrong authoritarian. He had a problem in that he tended to go too far when it came to dealing with, with his enemies. And uh, an example of this would be the way he provoked the Jews that led to riots when he sent in his troops into Jerusalem um, with images of the emperor attached to the ensigns and placing statues around Jerusalem. I mean, this was just sacrilege for the Jews that a Roman emperor image would be uh, in the city of Jerusalem. They became so enraged, the Jewish leaders, that they sent a large delegation down to Caesarea and they had probably one of the early pickets or, or protests outside of his home. And Pilate was infuriated and uh, he sent out his troops, surrounded them and told them to desist or they would die. And history tells us that the Jews stood their ground. They were prepared to die. And Pilate stood down because he admired their conviction. If you come with me to John chapter 19, I want to examine the trial of Jesus here. John chapter 19, verse 7, the Jewish leaders insisted We have a law, and according to that law, he, that's Christ, must die because he claimed to be the Son of God. When Pilate heard this, he was even more afraid and he went back inside the palace. Where are you from? he asked Jesus. But Jesus didn't answer him. Do you refuse to speak to me? Pilate said. Don't you realise I have power either to free you or to crucify you? And Jesus answered, you would have no power over me if it were not given to you from above. Therefore, the one who handed me over to you is guilty of a greater sin. Then verse 12, from then on, Pilate tried to set Jesus free. But the Jewish leaders kept shouting, if you let him go, 
You are no friend of Caesar. Anyone who claims to be a, a king opposes Caesar. Now, Pilate did not accept the Jews' accusation against Christ. And he tried to set Christ free. <coughs> but he came to the position where he realised it was either Jesus dies or the Jews die because they're going to revolt and he's going to have to put it down and there will be death. Pilate's wife, according to scripture, suffered a great deal from the dream she had. Now, I, I can't actually think of a time when I've had a dream that I've suffered from. You know, the word suffer sort of implies great anxiousness, anxiety, high emotional experience. She suffered. She suffered. And I thought it's interesting, the text where it says, that day, so it wasn't only at night when she woke up with this dream, but throughout the day she was suffering from what she had seen in that dream. Of course, this was no human dream. I mean, the, the subconscious mind creates dreams all the time, processing what's happened in our day and, and in our past, but this was not her subconscious It's obvious that Pilate and his wife knew enough about Jesus. In fact, you get the impression that Pilate's wife had, had developed more than a casual interest. She knew a lot about this man. In that classic book, Desire of Ages, we read, he had heard of Jesus and his works, his wife had told him something of the wonderful deeds performed by the Galilean prophet who cured the sick and raised the dead. And he recalled rumours that had reached him from several sources, even from his own relatives. He resolved that he would ask the Jews for their charge against the prisoner. So Pilate and his wife knew plenty about Jesus. Now we come to the interesting part, the dream. No average dream. Desire of Ages says, Even now Pilate was not left to act blindly. A message from God warned him from the deed he was about to commit. Now, could Pilate have chosen otherwise? Of course he could have. We know that Christ was going to die but just how could have been in a different way. And it's very interesting to read on the, how this message came to Pilate's wife. And I continue reading from Desire of Ages. In answer to Christ's prayer, the wife of Pilate had been visited by an angel from heaven. And in a dream she had beheld the Saviour and conversed with him. Pilate's wife, of course, was not a Jew, but as she looked upon Jesus in her dream, she had no doubt 
of his character or mission. She knew him to be the Prince of God. She saw him on trial in the judgment hall. She saw the hands tightly bound as the hands of a criminal. She saw Herod and his soldiers doing their dreadful work. She heard the priests and the rulers filled with envy and malice, madly accusing. She heard the words, we have a law and by our law he ought to die. She saw Pilate give Jesus to the scourging. And after he had declared, I find no fault in him, she heard the condemnation pronounced by Pilate and saw him give Christ up to his murderers. She saw the cross uplifted on Calvary. She saw the earth wrapped in darkness and heard the mysterious cry. She saw the cross uplifted on Calvary. She saw the earth wrapped in darkness. It is finished. Still another scene met her gaze. She now saw Christ seated upon the great white cloud while the earth reeled in space and his murderers fled from, his, from the presence of his glory. And with a cry of horror, she awoke and at once she wrote down a message of warning to send to her husband. The message is handed to Pilate and it sort of stuns him. Pilate did not have a clear understanding of who Jesus was, nor his mission, but according to Zara of Ages, he had an instinctive, instinctive faith in God and in being superior to humanity. A thought that had once before passed through his mind now took a more definite shape. He questioned whether it might not be a divine being that stood before him, clad in the purple robe of mockery and crowned with thorns. Well, Pilate felt in no man's land. He, he, he wasn't... He wasn't going to win, whatever he did. And then he decided to apply the one strategy that came to his mind that's found there in Matthew 27, verse 24, when Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere but that instead an uproar was starting, he took water and washed his hands in front of the crowd. I am innocent of this man's blood. It is your responsibility. <coughs> Taylor Bunch in his book, Behold the Man, tells us that washing of hands um, had been a long-held Jewish tradition. But he also says that, um, that the Romans would have been, uh, this would have been a well-known tradition as well. So Pilate washes his hands. Well, we know what happened to Pilate. He dies fairly young. But what happens to Pilate's wife? Of course, Scripture doesn't tell us. But the historical records suggest, we may have to wait till heaven to 
validate it, that she went on to become a Christian. Oregon, who is a pretty well-respected church father, on one of his homilies on the book of Matthew, uh, talked about the wife of Pilate becoming a Christian. And there are a number of other theologians um, in antiquity and even down in the Middle Ages who held to the same belief. Um, today, the Ethiopian Orthodox Church celebrate both Pilate and his wife as saints. Well, what do we get from this story? To me, what we get from this story, apart from the insights into um, the life of a Roman governor, but what we see here is evidence, most powerful evidence, that Pilate, and maybe even more so his wife, believed in the divinity of Christ. You know, you think it through, apart from maybe a disciple or two, in Christ's pinnacle moments, Pilate was there, observing, listening to the arguments. I think also Pilate's wife demonstrates to us another principle, and that is God can use anybody to convey his, his message to the world. I um, should be a very interesting lady to catch up with sometime and to, to reflect upon what happened that day she had the dream. Because there's no question in my mind that that dream she would remember for the rest of her life. Because that dream changed the world. 